Hello, and welcome to Inconceivable, a scripted narrative podcast about two best friends navigating different fertility challenges and the ups and downs that come with it. I'm your host and creator, Amanda Recupito. While Inconceivable is loosely based on my own and others' experiences, note that it is a work of fiction. That's right, any and all embarrassing stories definitely did not happen to me. Totally fiction. On last week's episode, Amy and Mike learned they need medical intervention to have a baby. And now, let's visit Amy and her best friend Jessica. The second doctor we visited told us our issue was not as severe as we thought. And there were several steps we could take first. I started taking oral hormones, which made me incredibly depressed. I found myself, usually a too-busy-for-my-own-good, type-A personality, despondent on the couch for entire weekends and crying in my car. I'd scroll Instagram and watch friend after friend announce her pregnancy and force myself from under the weight of my blanket to type, OMG, congratulations, quadruple exclamation point. Hey, how'd it go today? How does one discuss the possibility that their genetic line could die with them and then just go to work? Honestly, I'm starting to wonder if passing on your genetic line is all it's cracked up to be. Becoming a mother could practically be a full-time job. Do you know that they want me there every other day for blood and ultrasound? I hate to tell you what happens once you actually have a baby. I know, but at least you don't have to work. And... Everyone around us, it seems, is spawning. My neighbor from growing up's daughter is pregnant with her second. My first boss's niece just adopted this lesbian couple I know just had twins. That actress we like announced. Amy, relax. This is supposed to be the fun part. You've been medically advised to have endless sex with your husband. Trust me. Enjoy it while you can. Yep. Get pregnant or get a UTI trying. If it's meant to happen, it will. Jessica, I know you mean well, but please... Not you two with the bullshit platitudes. You got pregnant right away. I just need you to listen. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm here. Do you miss it? Working? Sometimes, but being a full-time mom has its own rewards. Though perhaps I shouldn't tell you how many times I've accidentally peed myself during this conversation alone. Oh, I've been doing that and I haven't given birth. I think that just happens when you turn 30. Okay, I gotta go. Ben just got home, but I'll see you later. Uh, Say hi to Mike for me. Okay, will do. Hey, sweetie, back so soon? Yeah, we managed to close the deal in only nine holes. Was that Amy? Yep. Did you tell her the good news? Where's that sonogram photo? I want to put it on the fridge. No, I haven't told her. It doesn't seem like the right time yet. We moved on to IUI, a.k.a. intrauterine insemination, a.k.a. the turkey baster method. We were confident veering on cocky due to the precision of the procedure, which entailed Mike contributing his part early in the morning, followed by a special team separating out his best and brightest and preparing them in a syringe that would be inserted directly into my cervix later that day. Mm. You said you emptied your bladder? Yes. Is something wrong? I'm having difficulty locating your ovary. I mean... It should be there. What's that there on the screen? I think that's... Why, yes. I believe that's a bowel. And quite a significant one at that. What? He says you have a significant bowel blocking your ovary, dear. 
Did you not go to the bathroom? I don't even feel like I have to go. I barely ate anything this morning. I had made way too big a deal over this procedure. Taking the full day off from work, heralding it as a sacred ceremony in which I would conceive. Mike accompanied me and sat in the corner of the room playing words with friends while the nurse presented me the syringe labeled with our names like a bottle of wine. I was left in the room with an egg timer and instructions to rest for 10 minutes. Well, if we're not pregnant, at least we know I'm gestating a real piece of shit. Mike and I left the facility holding hands, my free hand resting on my stomach, feeling cramps, but mentally willing them into a life. The two weeks between ovulation and your period is an eternity where any small change in your body is misinterpreted as the real deal. In this waiting game, even without synthetic hormones, your emotions and worldview are all over the place. And this time, our story wasn't over. A guided meditation for infertility. Welcome. Find a comfortable seat where you won't be disturbed for the next few minutes. At least not by anyone casually offering you wine as a test to see if you're pregnant yet. Close your eyes. Thank yourself for embarking on this conscious journey to conception. Breathe deeply. Imagine a beam of golden light entering your heart space. This golden light is your fertility. And you have to feel it in your heart first before you can even think about conceiving. Clearly you're not pregnant because you don't want it badly enough, despite thinking about it nonstop for three straight years. That's why all the pregnant women you see on Instagram are beaming because of this golden light and definitely not the Valencia filter. Imagine this light heading toward your womb. Repeat after me. My womb is supple, yet strong. My body is ready to host a baby. I welcome motherhood. My uterus is willing to be stretched. My pelvic floor left in shambles. All for the joy of a baby. I imagine my child as a cute, fat baby who does not continue the legacy of my bad habits and who will love me slightly more than she does her father. Now, picture someone who you would like to send this light to. This could be a supportive friend who sent you a funny card on Mother's Day to lift your spirits, or perhaps someone with whom your relationship is a little more challenging. Like a coworker who kept emailing you as you lay with your legs splayed in your OBGYN's office. See this light entering their heart space and a smile appearing across their face. Don't you feel better? Even when one of them gets pregnant before you do and you've been trying for way longer. Scan your body and notice where there's any remaining tension. Perhaps in your neck when your mother reminds you that all of her friends have grandchildren already, or your abdomen, where your ovaries are expanding with six times the normal egg production due to the hormones you're pumped up with, like you're a baseball player in the late 90s. Throughout this meditation, pay close attention to your breath 
Are you holding it? Trying to keep your period from starting using only the powers of your mind? Are you mimicking labor breathing like Lamaze, acting as if to trick your body into being pregnant? Stop this. Breathe normal, you weirdo. Slowly bring your attention back to your surroundings. Open your eyes and see you're still in the empty room you designated as the nursery, the one that you currently only use for this meditation. Do you feel lighter or just sadder? Whatever it is, take this feeling with you as you go about your day, surrounded by neighbors out with their children as you hold on to your fertility crystals, hoping that they'll do something. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Stay tuned for next week's episode, when well-meaning friends drop a bomb on Amy, causing a rift in her and Mike's marriage. Inconceivable is written by me, Amanda Recupito, directed by Trident Network founder Val Agnew, with recording, editing, and music by Michael McNally. For a full cast list, check our show notes. Follow us on Inconceivable Pod on Instagram, and follow me at Amanda Recupito on Instagram and Twitter. Inconceivable is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.